Welcome to Stories of Iceland. This is the third episode and it's called The Thing About Things. Iceland is in the North Atlantic. Its capital city is Reykjavik. A word you hear again and again in Iceland is thing. So, in the beginning, there is the word thing. And the first letter of the word is thot. This letter looks a bit like a P, where the bulge has been lowered to the middle of the line. The letter was actually a part of the old English alphabet. It was called thorn or thurs. It has been usurped by the letters th, which make the same sound as the Icelandic thot. The only time you see thot in English today is when it is deliberately used instead of th to make writing look archaic. The problem is that most people don't recognize the letter and assume it is the letter Y, so people pronounce it as ye old pup, when it should simply be read as the old pup. I could talk on and on about the thorny thirst thought, but back to the think. The Icelandic word think is best translated to English as an assembly or gathering. It is an extremely old word. So old, in fact, that it is, according to etymology, basically the same as the English word thing. If you have ever used the word thing to describe some sort of get-together, then you have used the original meaning. So, if you want to visit the Althingi, you could simply say, I'm going to the thing. Now that we have dealt with the word itself, we can address the origin of the thing as a phenomena. The first solid evidence of things is from the Romans who wrote about Germanic tribes. They talked about these quasi-democratic assemblies that had the final say in all matters of the tribes. The Romans don't use the word think, but by the description it is safe to assume that these gatherings were at least related to the later things. In the 9th and 10th centuries, when Iceland was being settled, there were likely things all over northern Europe. The problem is that we don't know much about them. The thing we know most about is Gulathing in Norway, which in Icelandic seems like it means yellow thing, but really means windy. Gölathing was established at the end of the 9th century, or the start of the 10th century, about the time that Norway was established as a single kingdom and Iceland was being settled. All the free farmers from around the area could attend. The Thing served both the legislative and judicial functions of government. 
The code of law was originally preserved in oral tradition, but we have a complete manuscript of laws from about 1250. Gulathing was in western Norway by the Gulafjord. On a map you can see that this part of Norway is close to the Shetland Islands and the Faroe Islands. These islands were in the sphere of influence of Gulathing, and it is possible that the laws of Gulathing were also enforced in both archipelagos. The map also shows that Western Norway is a good place to start a sea voyage to Iceland, and it was from there that Ingolf Arnarsson, the semi-legendary first settler of Iceland, is said to be from. One of the reasons we can't dismiss out of hand the existence of a settler named Ingolver is that his descendants have a role in the history of Iceland. It was his son, Thorsten Ingolfsson, who is said to have established the first recorded thing in Iceland. It was called Kalarnesting. It was likely situated within the borders of present-day Reykjavik, we do not know how far the sphere of influence of Kalarnes thing reached, but at some point it was decided to establish an all-think for Iceland, or Althingi. To establish an Althingi, chieftains from around the country had to be convinced to take part, and a site for the Althingi had to be decided. But maybe the most crucial thing was to establish a basic code of law, for this job, a settler named Ulvljotur, which in modern Icelandic literally means ugly wolf, was selected. He traveled to Norway, to his uncle, where they composed the laws on the basis of the law code of Gulathing. Since at the time the old Norse language had only runic writing, which was only used for short inscriptions, Ulvljotur committed his laws to memory. Selecting a site for Althingi was easier since a man by the name of Thorir Kroppinskeki had forfeited his land after murdering a freed slave called Kolur. The name of his farm was Blauskor. A part of the land became to be known as Thingvellir. It was quite close to the original Kalarnes Thing, but well connected to most other parts of the island, except maybe the eastern fjords where people had to travel for a long way or most of the sheep-shaped island. Let's stop a bit for an Icelandic lesson. First of all, Thorir, who owned the land, had the nickname Kroppinskeki, which means shriveled beard. It is safe to say that making fun of someone's beard at that time was simply an attack on his masculinity. The former slave's name, Kolur, means coal and might imply that his skin was darker than most. The farm name Blauskor means blue forest, but might have meant black forest. If you visited Thingvellir, you might have seen a few trees, but nothing that might be called a forest. The simple fact is that most of the original forests of Iceland were used up in the centuries following the settlement. The word Thingvellir is very simple. It means the field of the thing. It is not a unique toponym, since the men of the north seem to have used it wherever they settled. So in Scotland there is ding wall, thing wall in England, and a ting wall in Norway. 
But most interestingly, there is a time vault on the Isle of Man. The Isle of Man is situated between the islands Britain and Ireland. It was conquered by Vikings along with many other islands off the coast of Scotland. It was ruled by Viking kings or the King of Norway until the year 1266 when it was ceded to Scotland. But today it is not a formal part of the United Kingdom but rather an internally self-governing crown dependency. The UK is in charge of foreign relations of the Isle of Man and Queen Elizabeth is their monarch. But for internal matters, the Manx people have a legislative assembly which is called Tynewald. While we have no sources which pinpoint when a thing was established at Tynewald, it is safe to assume the founders were Norsemen and the name was preserved even after their dominance came to an end. Today, there are things in Denmark, Folketing, Norway, Storting, the Faroe Islands, Lögting, Greenland, Elandsting, and the Åland Islands, Lagting. Sweden also has county councils called Landsting. Back to Iceland. The year is 930, or thereabout. It is the middle of summer. The place is Thingvellir. The settlers of this strange land have come together for the first time at Althingi, a joint legislative and judicial institution for the whole island. If we were able to say that Iceland as a country, or even as a nation, was born at some specific point in time, this would be it. The most interesting thing about this new government is the absence of a king. There is no single person who is put above everyone else. But this was not a democracy in any modern sense. Only free men could have a say in the matters of the thing, and they had to align themselves to a regional chieftain called Gordi. The Gordar are one of the greatest mysteries of this primal Icelandic state. The word Godar itself implies a connection to the gods, and people have theorized that these chieftains had both the secular role and the religious one. But the fact is that we simply don't know enough to say for certain. The first laws of Iceland were called Ulvljotslög, laws of the ugly wolf. Ulfljotur himself is credited as being the first law speaker of Iceland. That office was the highest in the land, and the law speaker was elected by Althingi. The law speaker was responsible for memorizing and reciting the laws. His chamber was in the open air at a place called Lögberg in Thingvellir. Lögberg, or Law Rock, was chosen because the surrounding rock walls served as a natural amplifier for the law speaker so everyone in attendance could hear him. It is worth noting that we really don't know where Lögberg was, even though some theories are often proclaimed as facts. In the year 965, it was decided to systematize certain functions of the government. The land was divided into quarters or farthings according to the cardinal direction, so there was a north farthing, an east farthing, and so on. If you look 
at a map of Iceland, you can see that the island looks like a sheep. The head of the sheep, the upper foot and surrounding areas, are the west farthing. The back of the sheep, from the neck to the tail, is the north farthing. The east farthing starts below the tail and also includes all of the southeast. Finally, the south farthing includes the lower foot and surrounding areas and thus most of the southwest. These farthings were administrative jurisdictions and each had its own thing. Each farthing also included three smaller regional things, except the north, where there are four because the people of Eyjafjörður did not want to go west to Skagafjörður. At these regional things there were three goðar who each had his own domain and represented his people in disputes. These domains were not strictly geographical at first and free men might have had the option to align themselves to a godi of their choice. So most of the regional disputes could be resolved at these lower levels, but others, especially those that reached up cross boundaries, would end up being tried at the Althingi. At the Althingi, each squad had a number of his followers with him, and these men were called Thinkmen. The Gólar were in charge of the legislative branch called Lögretta. The judicial branch, on the other hand, was in fact a type of jury system where the Gólar appointed their thinkmen and also disqualified those who were not deemed impartial. These juries then decided on guilt, innocence and sentencing. It should be noticed that we can't really say how stable the system in fact was or how long it lasted. Likely these are imperfect snapshots of parts of the system at a point in time, but it gives us a good general idea how the government of Iceland functioned. The oldest written document that we know of in Iceland was a law book. It has not survived, but it was written in the winter of 1117-18 to 18 by a chieftain called Hable Mausson. His father, Maur Hunrodarsson, is said to have been a captain in the Varangian Guard in Constantinople. But Maur also provides us with insight into the workings of the judicial powers at Althingi. He got into a dispute with another chieftain called Thorgils. They and their men went about killing and maiming. It all came to a head at Althingi when their case was being tried. Thorgils took his axe and chopped off parts of Hable's fingers. The next year Thorgils arrived at Althingi with 800 men, but Hable had 1,200, and it looked like there was going to be a battle. Luckily, though, a bishop was able to calm things down, and it was decided that Havlidi should name his own price in restitution for his fingers. He asked for, and got, the price of 240 cows, which was an enormous sum. After that, someone remarked that it would have been extremely expensive if Havlidi had lost his life, and not just part of his fingers. The government of Iceland had become very unstable during the middle of the 13th century, 
and the nation was in a state of near civil war. The king of Norway seized the opportunity and appointed an Icelandic chieftain called Gissur Thorvaldsson as Earl of Iceland. After threats, promises and violence, the Icelandic regional things signed a treaty with the Norwegian king in the years 1262-64, which is often called the Old Covenant. By the terms of the treaty, Icelanders became the subjects of the king of Norway. A few years later, the office of law speaker was abolished. The legislative powers became the joint responsibility of the Althingi and the king, but of course the king had the upper hand. At the time, the king of Norway was Magnus the lawmender. From him, Icelanders got new laws to replace the then-current laws, which were called Graugaus or Grey Goose. First, they got a law book called Jartsida, or Ironside, and then Jón's book, the Book of Jón. Jón's book is interesting for at least two reasons. The first is that some articles from it have been in effect in Iceland continuously from the year 1281. Those mostly deal with how to settle land disputes. The second interesting part is that there was a section that dealt with theft, and the name of it became a part of an Icelandic saying. This goes even beyond the scope of the theft section, which means that an act is so atrocious that it wasn't even included in the section. In the falling centuries of Norwegian and then Danish rule, Althingi became mostly a judicial power. It slowly lost influence until the year 1800, when it was abolished by a decree of the Danish king, at the same time as a new high court was established in Iceland. But the word thing was and still is used to mean a session of the court. Less than a half century later, another Danish king re-established Althingi, as the tide of liberalization swept through Europe. The first election was held in 1844, and suffrage was limited to property-owning men over 25 years old. The new Althingi, which first convened in Reykjavik in the year 1845, served as an advisory body for the king. From the beginning, Icelandic politics revolved around self-rule and eventual independence. The first step was in 1874, when Iceland got its first constitution at the supposed thousand-year anniversary of the settlement of Iceland. In the constitution, the Althingi was granted legislative powers but was limited by the king's right to veto. In 1881, a permanent building for the Althingi was raised in Reykjavik, and it still houses the Althingi to this day. In 1918, Iceland became a sovereign state in union with Denmark and subject to the Danish king. Iceland had control over internal matters while Denmark dealt with foreign policy. So the Althingi gained power. In 1944, Iceland declared independence and became a republic with a parliamentary representative democracy. Today, Althingi is the most important institution in Iceland. In elections, 
to the Althingi. Political parties meet a list of numbered candidates in each of the six constituencies. After the elections, the parties each get a number of thinkmen according to the proportion of their votes in its constituency. Since the constituencies do not include equal numbers of voters, there is also some fancy math that goes into trying to level the value of each vote. But when all is said and done, you can still get more thinkmen with less votes than another party if those votes were cast in the right constituency. There are 63 thinkmen in Althingi. After elections, the political parties try to form a government that has the support of the majority of the thinkmen. So the government is usually formed by a coalition. By law, there are elections for Althingi every four years, but in the last ten years we have had five elections. Those elections were held when coalition governments fell apart because of various scandals. In 2016, the government collapsed after the Prime Minister was caught lying on television about his holdings in a tax haven. If you haven't seen it, you should search the internet for the phrase Prime Minister of Iceland, Panama Papers interview. The expression on his face when he is asked about his offshore company is priceless. Of course, this former Prime Minister started his own political party this year and got about 11% of the popular vote in the latest elections held after another scandal involving another Prime Minister. Iceland also has a president who has almost no real power, although you might think otherwise if you read the Icelandic constitution. His role is thus mostly ceremonial, but recently the current president, Guðni Johansson, took a brave stance against the squirts of pineapple on pizza. So we do have a president who speaks his mind, and luckily, despite his haircut, his mind is not filled with racism, or even misogyny. Thank you for listening. Please do as the YouTube kids always say, like and subscribe. You can also visit storiesoficeland.com for more information. I am Olegnesti Soleason and you have been listening to Stories of Iceland, the thing about things.